Welcome to Moving the Needle, casual conversations about ways big and small to impact student learning. Brought to you by the Faculty Center for Teaching and Learning at the University of Maryland, Baltimore. I'm Scott Riley, too. Let's move the needle. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Moving the Needle. A little over a year ago, we explored the idea of how to train graduate students in education. During our conversation with Dr. Tracy Irish and Jen Allmeller, we learned about the Center for the Integration of Research, Teaching, and Learning, cross-campus teaching fellowships, and workshops as platforms designed to help grad students teaching and mentorship skills. Now UMB is an official CERTL partner, which means we get to start a new conversation about what this means for our students, faculty, and schools. It's my great pleasure to introduce Jennifer Allmiller. Jen is the Director of the Career and Professional Development Office of Postdoctoral Scholars in the School of Medicine at UMB. In addition to that role, she contributes to numerous professional development workshops and seminars to help train the next generation of graduate students. Now she isn't alone in being a CERTL expert. The CERTL committee at UMB includes Jen, Dr. Christina Sestone, Aaron Hager, and Dr. Eric Belt, who are working diligently to ensure the success of CERTL here on campus. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. So it's been a little over a year since we last discussed some of the opportunities available to students on campus here at UMB. And we're now talking about CERTL coming to UMB and CERTL being, or UMB being a CERTL campus. But because it's been a year, uh, I'd like to just do a quick review. What does CERTL stand for and what is its mission? So CERTL is, stands for the Center for the Integration of Research, Teaching, and Learning. And it comes out of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Um, and it, the mission for this program really sees undergraduate education as a strategic leverage point in preparing future STEM faculty and then advancing STEM undergraduate education in the U.S. and Canada. So it's a national and slightly international program and really seeks to prepare future STEM faculty who excel both as researchers in education and then also as teachers. Wow, that's a that's a goal I can get behind. I'm kind of curious, how do they achieve that? That seems like a very big goal. How do you how do you do all those things at the University of Maryland Baltimore? Well, what was really cool about joining this program is it we got to be part of a national network. So um, we got to tap into all of the really wonderful resources that are offered nationally. Um, and these are largely done in like workshops and trainings. Um, many of them are virtual because they're national, but we also already had a lot of really great programming happening at UMB. And kind of what was really great about putting this program together here, um, like the application for CERTL, um, was we got to kind of tap into and investigate all the really great programs that are already happening at UMB and creating um, more, a more cohesive program for students and postdoctoral fellows to tap into. So they also offer a certificating um, program through CERTL, so our students and postdocs will have access to that um, at three different levels. Um, so that's really how um, this program is achieved. 
Wow. So it sounds like this benefits a lot of different populations at UMB. You mentioned the students and you mentioned postdocs, which I really like to hear because when we first started this conversation, you were mentioning this is kind of undergrad focused and UMB is has some like one or two undergrad programs from my understanding, but it's mostly a graduate university. So the fact that what we're kind of hearing is that graduate students can participate and even postdocs can participate sounds really awesome. And I'd like to dig a bit deeper. You mentioned that there are three levels of certification. Can you talk a little bit more about that? What's the difference if I receive a level one CERTL certification versus a level three? Oh, sure. So like associates are starting to kind of tap into some of the core ideas that are foundational for CERTL, which are learning through diversity, teaching is research, and learning communities. These are some of the foundational concepts within CERTL. Um, so they take some workshops, some courses, some trainings. And then we've also, um, the group of people that I'm working with, um, Aaron Hagar and Dr. Eric Belt, um, we've created like a Blackboard site to track all of this. Um, and then you also have to submit um, a written statement of what you've learned during that time period. When we move into the practitioner level, we start thinking more about that research component as part of it, and then also getting some teaching experience, which our students and postdocs have a lot of different opportunities to get those teaching experiences. And then at the third and final level as scholar, you're really thinking more about the um, research um, part of teaching and learning and maybe producing a product that you can uh, present at a conference or something like that. We could even do it here at the LEAPS conference at UNB. That sounds wonderful. And as a former student, I really like the idea that doing this provides me something tangible. You know, there are a lot of workshops that are available that are good for skill development and other things, but having that certification, that credential to move forward within your career sounds like a really positive, really powerful benefit for someone who's considering participating in sort of at the student level. So with that, I'd like to know, like the benefits seem clear to me for the participants, but I'm curious, you know, what, what benefits do individual schools at the University of Baltimore get from this? What, what does the university get out of being a CERTL partner? Yeah, so I really thought a lot about that when we were putting this application together. And it really um, can start seeding these best practices and this evidence-based teaching method methodology um, within classrooms because we have students and postdocs that can be teaching in some of our classes here at the campus. So kind of bringing these best practices into our classrooms, kind of, and creating a learning community where there's, I mean, there's a lot happening on the faculty side. Um, so this is kind of creating this space also with the students and postdocs to create more of a universal understanding of best evidence-based practices. That sounds solid to me. I like the idea of bringing in whatever is considered the best practices for our school to continue to move forward in the education field. And so I'd like to switch gears a little bit. You mentioned this before. Um, I remember that when we interviewed or when I interviewed you, that you actually have designed and led many in-house development programs. And you even utilized one of CERTL's resources, the massively open online courses for your students. So you talked about some of the reasons why you chose to 
switch over to Sertl, but I'm curious, were there other platforms like Sertl to consider? And if so, why did you choose Sertl as the platform? Yeah, so actually, I Dr. Sestone was approached about applying for this platform and was aware that I had been doing some work in this area. So we actually put the application in together with um, Aaron Hager and Dr. Eric Belt. Um, and I think what CERTL is, is it's a nationally recognized program. And so by tapping into this program, and it's been around for a while, I think it really afforded our students and postdocs a nationally recognized credential. It's been really studied heavily. It's written into a lot of grants. So it really seemed like the right program for our students and postdocs um, to pursue. Yeah, that makes complete sense, right? You have this program that you mentioned is nationally recognized, and it's already been proven to work. There are multiple cohorts that have gone through CERTL and have received real benefits from the program. And I was watching something on YouTube before our discussion. They actually do um, alumni interviews, panels, and some of the alumni, what they've been able to achieve in part because of what they went through with CERTL is impressive. So it makes a lot of sense to bring CERTL to UMB. I was kind of hoping that it was because of the interview a year ago that we had. You were like, oh, we got to get CERTL in, but that's fine. No, no, no worries. No worries. It could have been. It could have been. 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 That's what I'll think. That's what I'll think from now on. (laughs) Uh, So now I want to talk about Sertle is here. We are going to have Sertle at UMB. Can you tell me what the initial rollout is going to look like? What are we going to see in the first year of Sertle being here? What should we be excited for? So it's already started. So that's really exciting. So our students and postdocs have already been able to tap into these national trainings and workshops on lots of different topics. Um, so we're already starting with that. And we have the Blackboard site where students and postdocs can go in and let us know what they've completed. Um, So people can already start moving towards um, receiving one of the certificates. Also, um, we're having an information session for anybody that's interested in learning more about this um, the next week. Um, So that'll be October 9th at noon. And then also... We're just looking at what we can harness within our institution with the GTA program, the Graduate Teaching Assistant program that Aaron and Eric both run. They already had some really great pedagogical workshops that they were running for those fellows. And so now, because of CERTL, um, our general students and postdocs throughout campus can go and attend those as well if they're interested. And those are also counted for credentialing. And in addition to some of the programs that I've been running, those also um, are counted for credentialing. So it's kind of creating a warehouse and a space for all of our students and postdocs to participate in both the national and then some of our programs that are already existing at UMB. Yeah, this sounds like a very strong way to start off. And you're already integrating and collaborating with mechanisms and programs that already exist at UMB. So this sounds like we're off to a really strong start. And I wanted to zoom in on one of the things that you mentioned that students have already started. What are the, are there any prerequisites to joining CERTL or how, if I was a student and I was interested, how do I get on this train? Well, we have an email list that you can join. So you get information, but we're kind of blasting out the information through the ELM and letting everybody know 
all students, all graduate students and postdoctoral fellows at the University of Maryland, Baltimore can participate. You don't need to have previous teaching experience or anything. Um, you can have previous teaching experience, but you certainly don't need to. So this program really can meet wherever students and postdocs are so that they can access what they need. Um, and there's just lots of different levels of programming. So if you've already or have you had some teaching experience, maybe some of these other workshops that are offered, like writing a teaching statement and those kinds of things will be very helpful for you. Or maybe if you're just like, I'm not really sure what is evidence-based teaching practices or learning theories, there's classes for that as well, or how to design a syllabus or, you know, backwards design and things like that. So there's lots of different programs for every level. So anyone can join. I'm going to hang on that because now I'm going to sound a little selfish and I'm happy for the students, but what if I'm a faculty that wants to join? If anyone can join, how do, how do I as a faculty get involved in this? I would recommend reaching out to the Faculty Center for Teaching and Learning because they're a fantastic resource. Um, so that would be my first stop. I, I don't know that they're like checking faculty registration. So I'm not, I have had faculty come to a lot of our workshops already. So, but they probably wouldn't be able to receive certificating as part of this program. Still a great benefit, even if you can't receive a certificate, you know, you've already made it to the, the faculty position. So really any benefit that you can gain from going to the workshops is worthy in and of itself. Um, that sounds awesome. So the next thing that I want to talk about is that's what the first year is going or the first year has already started. And it looks like a lot of great things are happening. But what's the long term plan for CERTL? What's the you know, if we call it the five year strategic plan, what does that look like for CERTL? Yeah, so um, what we're going to start doing is also creating our own national program that UMB will offer. Um, so that's going to be, that's not this first year that'll be starting in the second year. So please stay tuned for that. So that'll be really exciting. So that we're also going to be contributing to the national level. Um, in addition, we're also going to be evaluating all of these programs and getting lots of evaluation data from the students and the postdocs that participate, um, as well as from the institution as a whole, so we can see what the impact of this program is, in addition to seeing if any changes need to be made. Um, so that's kind of where we are with this right now. Okay, awesome. I really like the idea of UMB contributing at the national level, creating our own national program. So with that, I'm interested in one thing that you mentioned, evaluation. This is a big program. There are going to be a lot of participants and the content is quite diverse with three levels of certification. How is the committee that you've mentioned several times going to evaluate the success of this program? Yeah, so we're going to be looking at it from multiple stakeholders, you know, the students and the postdocs, obviously, that are participating in the program. Also looking at we have the GTA program. So is does this have an impact on the graduate teaching assistance program? Does this have an impact? We also have the collaborative teaching fellows program, which is a partnership with UMB, Hopkins, and NIA with regional primarily undergraduate institutions. Is there an impact there? Um, in addition to, you know, the students and postdocs that are teaching within campus, is there an impact there that we're seeing as well? 
So we're going to be evaluating this from multiple standpoints. In addition, there's national evaluation of all the programs that they offer as well. So there's going to be a real 360 evaluation of the entire program asking many stakeholders. That sounds intense. I'm interested. Uh, will participants get to see the information that you collect or see the results? Will you post some kind of, I don't want to call it a pamphlet, but some kind of announcement saying, hey, these were kind of the goals that we wanted to reach with CERTL, and this is what we were able to achieve at year one and year two? Because I think it's important to to let people know, you know, what you're doing. Is that something that is potentially on the agenda for the CERTL committee? Yeah, absolutely. I think transparency is really important um, so that people know if they're going to invest time in this, that there is, you know, a positive outcome to um, this time investment. So yes, absolutely. Wonderful. I have one more question that I'm just really interested in because the process seems so intricate and complicated, but if somebody else was thinking about trying to bring CERTL to their university, their campus, what advice would you give them having just recently gone through the application process, having just recently started it up? What are the tips and tricks people should know for bringing CERTL to their campus? I think you really need to get a team of people. It's definitely not an individual application. Um, and you need to get university commitment of resources to the program. But I think it's a really wonderful opportunity to take a you know, bird's eye view and really start to collect all of the things that may be happening on your campus um, already in teaching, research, and learning, and creating a place where there's like kind of a one-stop shop for students and postdocs that are interested in accessing that curriculum. Um, so I would definitely say to start early um, and be thinking about, you know, all the different, so you have the time to kind of align what you're already doing in programming, really looking at the CERTL mission, seeing what you have and what is aligned and how your institution can benefit from this program. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Jen. Really appreciate you taking the time to come speak with us about CERTL being on UMB. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today on Moving the Needle. Visit us at umaryland.edu slash fctl to hear additional episodes, leave us feedback, or suggest future topics. We'd love to hear from you.